0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Welcome to the Tuesday, December 20th edition of the show. We got your Jalen Hurts coverage. We got Jonathan Taylor. Uh, and hopefully we can hear it from a lot of you who have advanced in the fantasy playoffs. I. You know if you had either of those like <laughs> our boy over here yeah uh, hey, might have a different conversation yeah but... exactly
2: it's not just advancing it is uh avoiding punishment for mm. many of many of us mm. out there so plenty of reasons to give us a listen stay tuned today
1: yeah we'll get to all that and of course any of the other top wave wear pickups here uh as we continue on throughout the show so just stick around <laughs> All right, welcome to the December twentieth edition again of the River Wire Fantasy Football Podcast, brought to you by No House Advantage. I'm Joe, Joe Bartle. You can follow me at JB Fantasy Sports. Uh, alongside me, as always, is Jake. Jake's having a tough day. He had a, he had a couple of Jonathan Taylor shares that have uh, not went the way you'd be hoping for, but otherwise, uh, you know, interesting enough waiver wire for for a Week Sixteen edition of the show.
2: Yeah, yeah. So you know, we were joking before the show, like, man, some people might have to replace Jonathan Taylor. Well, in reality, if you had Jonathan Taylor, you didn't. Probably didn't make the playoffs in the first place, and if you were lucky enough to get into the playoffs, he definitely knocked you out this week by uh, by taking an L. I, somehow or another, I had three Jonathan Taylor leagues. Uh, one, I traded for him, kind of a buy low late in the season situation. Uh, another one was a dynasty league, and another one was one where I just like killed the rest of the draft, and then Christian Watson saved my season. So... I had more exposure uh, than most to Jonathan Taylor in the fantasy playoffs, and uh, he, he the, the Badger let me down one last time. But hopefully he gets healthy and uh, has a 2,000-yard season next year for my Dynasty League because I need to bounce back. I
1: was going to say, uh, at the very least, Jalen Hurts had the common courtesy to get you 30 points before he inevitably will not be able to play. We'll discuss that, obviously, that mm-hmm. Eagles have not ruled out Jalen Hurts yet. But I would imagine, given they need to win just one of the next three, that it would be unlikely the MVP frontrunner ends up playing uh, let's before we really dive into the wave where and also obviously the Monday night game our Packers. Still alive in the playoffs. Let's get away from our sponsors, No House Advantage. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play and pick them contests versus other people for a shot at winning big cash prizes. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for a shot at hundreds of thousands of dollars every week. You can also test your skills versus the House and 20 extra entry if you hit all of your picks. Bet on up to five player props, over unders, or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up for uh, well sign up with promo code NHA Wire. That's NHA Wire at No House Advantage, or download the app on the App Store to get a first deposit match up to twenty five dollars. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined. Remember, it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. So let's talk about our Packers first, Jake, because yes. uh, this was the most dominant win by the Packers this season. Mm-hmm. They've had what four before this and two of them are against the bears. So it's really hard to have <laughs> uh, more dominant ones than that, I guess I guess I should say. I thought the offense played well enough, and the defense looked pretty good. Now, this is also a Rams team that is just devoid yeah. of anything in terms of skill guys, and I thought that was very evident as well too, where mm-hmm. uh, Baker Mayfield and company just could yeah. not advance the ball than Cam Akers. Yeah,
2: and of course, I mean the Rams have tons of problems on the offensive line. Didn't help their case that their starting center went out on the first drive here. So uh, you know, even the Packers that are banged up on the defensive front in the pass rushing area, obviously missing Rashawn Gary, were able to get home and pressure Baker Mayfield plenty of times, and like you knew, the real Baker was going to come out at some point this week you know and uh you know on the road in the cold yeah sure he got another uh another week with the offense but that magic was not going to continue I was I mean there's a reason we weren't even interested didn't even rank Baker in terms of streamers last week and uh yeah the Packers gave me a little bit of hope I mean this is the first time they've had their full allotment of receivers you know on the field and we had talked so much about how that position had been hurting, just, just devastated by injuries, but they're finally in a good enough place where they waved Sammy Watkins in the morning. Right. right? Right. So, um, so they've got Dobbs. He looked, he looked good in Mm -hmm. his return. He caught everything, like literally everything, all five targets that went his way. Christian Watson, again, looking pretty dynamic. There was that weird Rogers overthrow interception where somehow maybe he'll find a way to blame the receiver for that one. I don't know. Um, (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, he missed the open man. So that was a little concerning, but that in the running game looked really good too as well. But of course uh, you know, the, the one, two punch of AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones might just be a one man punch next week because AJ Dillon was getting tested for a concussion. Do we, I don't know if we have anything definitive on that yet. No. I didn't quite see anything yet, but yeah, um, yeah, but it, that gets uh, that gets interesting. I mean, it'll be a Jones heavy game. It's technically a short week because it was a, a Monday yeah. night. So, and you know how concussions have been. You know, he would basically have to. It would have to be determined that he didn't actually have a concussion for uh, him to be cleared. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens there. But otherwise, it's uh, the Aaron Jones show um, in Miami next week in a must win game. And Aaron Jones was
1: was fine last night too. I mean, mm-hmm. he have the agent only had two touchdowns. Aaron Jones got the one uh, in the second yeah. half, which was a now, pretty critical one. Yep.
2: Now I saw some bad beats on Twitter where, like, the Aaron Jones fumble cost him, and the Aaron Jones fumble, for what that's worth, I've seen that whistled as forward progress. Nine times out of 10, right? I mean, yeah. was he pretty much stopped? So he I, I was just, stood up, and then Ramsey kind of just picked the ball out of it there. And, I know what you're you saying. Know, great play by Ramsey, but I, I, I like pretty much got up thinking that they had whistled it, but they had not.
1: I, I know what you're saying. The Packers, I feel like, specifically our team that has benefited from that being a non-whistled call, over the mm-hmm. years, because that offense line is routinely pushing those guys two or three yards forward yep. in that exact exact yeah. spot, so I turned and my wife you have and I, a bruiser
2: like Dylan. Right? Yeah,
1: I turned my wife and I said, you know what? I understand where that could be uh, ruled dead, but we've benefited so often. That I didn't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, I thought that was the the correct call given exactly. what the Packers have done. So yeah. uh, AJ Dylan, obviously having the two touchdown game, that might not be able to play next week. Patrick Taylor got a few carries. I, I don't think it's possible where Aaron Jones gets every single touch,
0: mm-hmm. but I also
1: don't think a guy like Patrick Taylor or whoever they probably call up as well too. Uh, in the event that A.J. Dillon misses time with a concussion, is going to necessarily impact things enough where you would start him in the yeah. championships or semifinals of your fantasy playoffs. He's a bullet point
2: on the on the bottom of my running back list for like the deepest twenty team, you know, double flex kind of league. But, um, but yeah, I don't think there's enough there to be fantasy wow. relevant. I mean, he'd have to like squeeze a touchdown. You'd have to get really lucky.
1: Yeah, where did Romeo Dobbs fall in terms of waiver wire pickups? Did he uh, go above our fifty percent threshold? Because I oh mean- yeah, and
2: he still is actually um ab- above. Actually, let me see. I thought I wrote it down, but he was only like. He was like 16% last week or something like that, and now he's uh, and he he's up to – or no, wait, he's 16% now. Oh, oh okay, okay, okay. 16% now. So, he was, so last week we kind of gave a heads up, like, okay, Dobbs is out there. He's mm-hmm. around. Um, yeah, now he's just 16%. So he could – you know, we've got some receivers we like this week, but he could easily take the top of that list.
1: Yeah, it's interesting because Christian Watson got involved in the second half. He could have had that touchdown. Rodgers and him were uh, kind of joking around at the end of the game where – very clearly, Watson missed a single, which would have been uh, mm-hmm. continuing his touchdown streak. I feel like Romeo Dobbs is the number one, right? I mean, I know that Watson's the most explosive and probably has the opportunity to score. Yep. But when he needed, when Rodgers needed to get a first down, it was Romeo Dobbs, not Alan Lazard. Uh, I guess Ronald Cobb at times, but it was Romeo Dobbs. It was really kind of that
2: yeah. player. So think of it like when the Steelers offense was humming like a couple years ago or even just a year ago. You know, Think of think of Dobbs as the Deontay Johnson and Watson is like the Claypool type. Right, mm. is that that's kind of the analogy that I'd or make, or Antonio Brown, right? Yeah, exactly. If we go back even further, but um, but but but, but yeah. So I, I would say Dobbs is probably going to be the better and more consistent PPR play, while Watson has, you know, has obviously has more potential to uh, have the very very big explosive games. His touchdown streak finally broken, but.
1: Uh, any other notes from the Rams perspective offensively?
2: Yeah, I mean, look, you know, Baker was 12 for 21, 111 yards. There's nothing really there. Um, they also, I, you mentioned their lack of skill players. I mean, Akers is probably playable if you have to, if you've made it this far with him. But like you look at the pass catching distribution, Tyler Higby led the way with five targets. Um, and then at Tutu Atwell, Ben Skronik, they each only had one catch and only two catches for Van Jefferson. So they are. You know, I thought because of the draft pedigree and because of last man standing that Van Jefferson would really mm-hmm. be able to kind of emerge down the stretch and I just don't think we're seeing it.
1: No, I I also think the conditions were tough for the Rams and they clearly didn't really want to be there. They're on a playoff Yeah. There there's going to be better matchups ahead than what we saw. Not that the mm-hmm. Packers defense is a good match or yeah, not that they're a good defense. Yeah. I just think this was the good situation uh, mm-hmm. for that to play out. We had talked about the Packers defense as a waiver wire pickup last week. I uh it was almost like masochism. Like I I rolled the dice, played the mm-hmm. uh, Packers defense, and they did clinch two wins for me. Yep. We had to sweat out the Christian Watson, not touch the I was uh, so, uh, on the Saints on defense
2: that. in in a lot of spots last week oh, okay. and that ended up working yeah. out with Desmond
1: Ritter's first start. Let's talk about the quarterback position. Obviously, uh Jalen Hurts is gonna be the big news. He suffered the shoulder strain in that win over the Bears, came back to play, or maybe, you know, I don't I don't know how that really
2: apparently it happened in the third quarter.
1: Yeah, it just right? kind of and was a he weird. Fi- spot.
2: He finished the game. Right.
1: He finished the game. Also, we'll talk about Ryan Tannehill as well, too. who came back from his injury mm-hmm. as well. But now we're talking about a shoulder sprain for the possible MVP, one of the top fantasy players overall. The Eagles have to win one of the next three, or the Cowboys lose yeah. one of the next three to clinch home field advantage throughout the entire playoffs. Because of that, I don't believe Jalen Hurts plays. Like I, I'm actually operating under the assumption that Jalen Hurts is out, even though the Eagles have not mm-hmm. said that yet. And I wouldn't be surprised with this divisional matchup. Yeah. That they play some gamesmanship with this. There's no way Jalen Hurts plays, right, Jake? Mm-hmm.
2: Well, so, again, we're in the business of facts here at RotoWire, right? And all we know right now is a shoulder sprain. But if you poke around on Twitter and you poke around on Reddit, you're seeing a lot of collarbone rumors with Jalen Hurts. Mm. They're all over the place. They're rampant. I cannot confirm any of that. But uh, they're out there. And some people are are thinking about that. So obviously that's more of a serious situation. But regardless of you know whether it's a sprained shoulder or a collarbone, I would imagine he misses multiple games. Again, who knows? Maybe it's just a ruse and, and he could be back this week. Again, this is the, the downside of a Tuesday show here. But uh, I'm taking Minshew as probably my top overall pickup this week. One, because he's available everywhere so he can help you in your two quarterback leagues. Two, the streamers kind of stink this week. Um, there really isn't much. Mm-hmm. And, um, and three, you know, you look at Gardner Minshew, he's been at least capable everywhere he's went. And this Philly team is by far the best supporting cast in terms of pass catchers and, you know, running backs and just right. overall, uh, the best supporting cast that he has ever had. And, you know, he's been with, you know, it's not like it's someone like Baker coming in on a week's notice. He's been with the team the entire year. He's not going to have the same magic with his legs here, but I almost think that, uh, You know, it could be an upgrade for Miles Sanders and maybe an upgrade for AJ Brown, even, you know, someone that'll be more likely to less likely to take off and, you know, have more pass attempts and less rushing attempts. So it could be a benefit for some of these Eagles. Now, now the rest of the season schedule isn't great. They're at Dallas, they're versus New Orleans and they're versus the Giants. All three of those teams are uh, top half of the league, you know, in defending opposing quarterbacks from a fantasy perspective. So it's not the... uh, not the best rest of season schedule, but like, so my dilemma is for example, like, okay, should I start Deshaun Watson this week? Or should I try to pick up Gardner Minshew? Or should I just go ahead and start a guy like Deontay Johnson in my super flex playoffs? So like you you have to make these kinds of decisions. And uh, I'm very much leaning towards putting in a, I mean, what do I got to use my fab on anymore, you know, for the rest of the <laughs> year it. anyway. So I might as well dump it all out on, on Minshew. And, you know, it is a two-quarterback league. So if someone, my opponent out there is listening, you know, and, and wants to block me and has more fab, I haven't checked that yet. You know, good strategy, absolutely viable strategy. But, um, yeah, he's someone that I'm definitely going to be looking into this week. Yeah,
1: Watson against the Saints isn't that bad of a call, although I don't know if Marshawn Lattimore will be available. I know Watson only had 161 yards in that uh, Saturday when which was mm-hmm. kind of a sleeper, obviously, in between the two, the, the comeback yeah, of the Vikings that, that was, that was Yeah, uh, that Bill's game. But, I mean, that's 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 Ravens-Browns 2-T, so I'm not surprised. I actually feel like Watson would be more than fine. You had mentioned this is – I'm not dunking on you necessarily, but this is the same type of context. We had talked about Colt McCoy last week, and you were convinced that Colt McCoy was going to be a fancy asset, and he he kind he, yeah. he of got injured, but he mm-hmm. wasn't. I mean, the Broncos secondary was pretty good. That game was just a stinker overall um, yeah. from an offensive perspective. Mm-hmm. That's the type of problem I see with Gardner-Minch. I understand what you're mentioning with the weapons, and you're right. You wouldn't think uh, Jalen Hurts being out would raise the floor for both Miles Sanders and A.J. Brown, but I, it certainly could. I think we're discounting just what Jalen Hurts brings to that offense. Like Gardner-Minch mm-hmm. might be one of the more capable backups in the league. But he's still a backup. M- yeah. Maybe he no, starts right. for the Texans or somebody else. Mm-hmm. He's not that good of a player. And the Cowboys' defense certainly has been inconsistent, as we've seen the past two weeks. Mm-hmm. But this is a divisional game, which they will be ready for. I think they kind of slept uh, on the Jaguars for a reason because they were Absolutely. looking to this matchup. I'm not convinced Gardner Minshew outperforms a guy like Deshaun Watson, for example.
2: Yeah, yeah. So that's a tough one. I mean, you're. I think in the end, you're looking at two guys that are going to end up in between 15 and 20 fantasy points, and you know you might be, uh, you know, just grasping straws or whatever tried to make a guess here but you know i'm glad you brought up colt mccoy it was tough you know he never really got into a groove uh, against the broncos the broncos a great secondary we did warn about that at least um of course my colt mccoy love last week was uh largely based on you know perceived utility rest of season especially you know in those two quarterback types of leagues yeah. but then of course he leaves with a concussion he's day-to-day Now it's the Trace McSorley show. Now I'm sorely worried about my (laughs) uh, about my DeAndre Hopkins shares a little bit. Any Hollywood Brown shares. Hollywood Brown becomes a not so much of a guaranteed start anymore. Mm. You know, I think I think Hopkins obviously over his career time and time again has shown that he can excel with whoever is playing quarterback for the team, but. but, yeah, it's rough. They're home against Tampa Bay next week, middle of the pack. I mean, Tampa Bay obviously has not looked very good of late. So, uh, you know, who knows what happens there. But uh, McSorley is your guy for two quarterback leagues, I guess. Um, While you, know, you were he-
1: riding uh, Colt McCoy last week, I was riding Mike White with the assumption that he would return, mm-hmm. and that's not going to happen. He's going to be ruled out more than likely for this Thursday contest. So I can say that you might not have been right on like Colt McCoy. I was also wrong. You have yeah. Zach Wilson now who looked fantasy-wise, fantasy-wise, was fine enough against the Lions, has an easier matchup this week, Thursday, against the Jaguars. I don't know. I I actually think uh, Zach Wilson, this is one of those plug-your-nose-and-dive-in type of situations mm. might be the best streamer of the group. Are you disagreeing with that statement? Yeah,
2: I'd probably take, uh, I think I'd take, I'm going to buy the Minshew mania over Zach Wilson. I just, I, 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 I've seen enough tape on both of these guys to know. Who, Let's do it. I'm, who, I'm yeah. ready.
1: Week, week 16 Culver's board bet. Let's put it on the line <laughs> yeah. right here. Zach Wilson will outscore Gardner Minshew yeah. in the most inconsequential Culver's mm. board bet that uh, yeah, we've had. Exactly. Up to date. I'm
2: going to take Gardner Minshew, but uh, you know, obviously if something happens and hurts ends up starting the game and it all ends up being a ruse, then the, then oh, it's void. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah no and yeah. I, I agree with you. Um, All right, I, I
1: do. I, I will go with uh, Zach Wilson in this contest mm-hmm. more so because I think the Jaguars' defense just isn't quite up to snuff. But uh, there is Brian Tannehill too that I think is worth mentioning yep, in this yep. conversation in the
2: two quarterback discussion for yeah. sure. Yeah, so he can miss time with his ankle injury that opens the door to Malik Willis. Home game against Houston next week. Now, if you look at defense versus position stats, you know, you're going to be surprised that Houston is number three against opposing quarterbacks, right, that they're really good at defending the pass. You wouldn't you wouldn't guess that. But I think a lot of that problem is, is they find themselves, you know, behind in games and, you know, teams are running on them. So I could see a big-time Derrick Henry game next week for sure. But um, nonetheless, uh, you know, Malik Willis is, you know, the, there's some of that. Ceiling rookie unknown type uh, of magic, maybe, but um, I, I don't. I don't love him as a stream over over many of these guys, but but he is one of them that you know you can back these bids up with if you need a second quarterback to replace Hertz, for example.
1: So I did the XM show yesterday with Nick, and he actually reminded me that Malik Willis did play against the Texans the last time these two teams faced off. So the mm-hmm. Texans are a bit more intimately familiar with Malik Willis than probably much of the NFL is. Now, if you recall, that was just a Derrick Henry all-the-way game, and I think Malik Willis maybe threw 10 times. At this point, and I was pretty high on Malik Willis entering the season. At this point, the Titans are not high on Malik Willis, and it, and it feels very much like they will try to get by with having him do as little as a quarterback thing mm-hmm. as possible, which makes me more concerned. So you had mentioned uh, the rookie unknown factor with this. I, I think the it's Titans, maybe more known. I think the it. Titans are known of what Malik mm-hmm. Willis, they, what they feel comfortable with Malik Willis doing. That's yep. a different conversation, what they should be doing. But, it's, you know, I, I don't, he's very low in the totem pole if Ryan Tannehill does not play. And, I mean, Ryan Tannehill did come back in the game against the Chargers. I know he mm-hmm. left in the stretcher, but came back. Uh, it's one of those things to keep in mind with the Jaguars hot on their
2: heels. For that Left AFC in the stretcher, style. but came back. Is this a soccer game or what? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know.
1: You <laughs> might as well. It's some sort of football, right? Uh, uh, World Cup confirmation, exactly. I should say. So, if, we, if you are missing Jalen Hurts and you are of the luxury in a 10-team league or something like that, there might be the Ryan Tanhill available who's at 45, 41% rostered. There might be Russell Wilson at 46% rostered against the Rams. Uh, and the Broncos could be getting back Cortland Sutton too. So it's Sutton and Judy. That might be the best the offense has looked. In, I don't know. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm having a hard time convincing myself Russell Wilson at this point of the season is who we want to go to. If you don't have those top guys – and you aren't going to go with Gardner Minshew, and you're going to, you know, go with uh, mm-hmm. someone else. What's on that list of streamers? Yeah. for Yeah,
2: I mean, I put Minshew number one on my rankings. Obviously, we, we've been through that. I put Brock Purdy number two. Uh, he's home against uh, the Commanders, and over his last three games, he's looking at 18.7, 23.6, 18.4 fantasy points. Now, how many of those eighteen point four points last week were the complete kittle blown coverage? But, uh, but you know, nonetheless, that's a uh, consistent enough production to, you know, again put you in that 15 to 25 point range. I actually, I actually did put Zach Wilson, number three. Okay. And then um, let's see here. I put uh, – I wrote down Henry, but I don't know exactly what I meant by that. So <laughs> you, know, you meant that Derrick Henry is going to
1: dominate something. Yes, so yeah, much yeah, Malik exactly. Willis doesn't get involved, right? Mm,
2: but, I mean, yeah, then you're looking at Mac Jones against Cincinnati. Nope. Uh, I mean, Tyler Huntley versus Atlanta, he's only 18% rostered, but it's looking like Lamar has a chance to suit up in place, so I don't make that call yet. Uh, Matt Ryan, 14% versus the Chargers. Again, you want to talk, you know, Reddit rumors. There's a – there's some. I, maybe your Colts guy knows this, but, like uh, – uh, Nick Foles. Yeah, I saw that too. You saw that. You yep. saw that Reddit rumor too. too yeah, yeah, some guys. He like he he he, he bet will, his entire like Reddit ban on uh, like he'll he'll, he'll be banned if that banned if that's the not the case. If so. uh,
1: Nick Foles is not starting rest of season for the Colts, all right. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't really consider that relevant. Mm-hmm. Uh, fantasy wise, either <laughs> yeah, way. Exactly. We do have a question about Hertz, and I think this is uh, important because whether I list Ryan Tannehill or, um, you know, Russell Mm -hmm. Wilson, there are these types of quarterbacks available, Jake. So this person lost uh, Jalen Hurts, also is anticipating uh, Jalen Hurts does not play. So who should he pick up on waivers instead? Aaron Rodgers against the Dolphins. Now got all this complement of weapons back. Jared Goff at the Panthers. Obviously, Goff has not been good uh, on the road, but it is against a softer matchup, although JC Horn says otherwise, or Brock Purdy uh, against the, I guess you could throw Minshew in there too, but don't.
2: <laughs> of that group, I would that's ask. actually that's pretty nice. It's um, a pretty nice list of options, uh, you know. Given given Hertz and man, I don't know about recency bias, but uh, you know, you're, you're getting recency bias and you're getting Packer bias from me. But go ahead and give me Aaron Rodgers. He's got his weapons back. These rookies are starting to get it. I think he'd be the guy that I picked.
1: I kind of lean towards Rodgers too, and I'm wondering if it was also the Packers bias of so the fact that you confirmed it as well. Um, He's got me- Dobbs
2: and Watson back, and they're both playing well. Right. And yeah, I think they're going to have to score more points than they did uh, last night to win against the Dolphins on the road. Oh, yeah,
1: absolutely, in a Christmas Day uh, matchup. The, the Goff one's interesting. I think Goff gets you – you mentioned Gardner Minshew and Watson mm-hmm. fall in that 15-20 point range. Yeah. I would say Goff is on the upper thresholds of that, though yeah. the Panthers have been better defensively. Mm-hmm. I get the away game concerns. I you know We talked about that Friday, actually, Mario and I, uh, that Goff is something like – four and 20 and games blow 40 degree weather. And I'm not sure Carolina fits that, but he like <laughs> the smaller hands and everything else draft profile wise. I know. Um, I, I just don't know if, you know, that office is more than more than capable with the players they have. So uh, anything else you want to talk about quarterback wise or should we move on? No, that
2: hits it for quarterbacks for me.
1: Okay. Let's go to the running backs uh, before we do. So stop for a word from our sponsors, Blue wire. Again, if you're the audio audience, stick around video audience, will be right back.
0: Just go to Indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
3: When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient,
1: Okay, so running backs, we had mentioned Chuba Hubbard last week, Deonta Foreman and Chuba Hubbard didn't really do a whole lot. Uh then there was the Rex Burkhead, Dare Goombawale. Eh? we'll talk about that yeah, in a we'll second talk as about well, that. too. Wow. And then Damian <laughs> Harris, uh, from the Patriots ended up, I think, being ruled out. And yeah, Ramondre Stevenson go absolutely nuts despite uh being listed as questionable. Thankfully, mm-hmm. didn't hurt your stake league team. Yeah, yeah.
2: Ramondre Stevenson <laughs> on my bench over Van Jefferson. I made some better calls, but fortunately was still able to come away with a win there. But we've got some much more attractive running back options yeah, this week. Yeah,
1: definitely. Let's let's talk about the Texans' backfield first because we had just alluded to Rex Burkhead or Dari sure. Bawale being the guys. Well, neither of those. It was Royce Freeman, uh, who I don't think anyone could have predicted. Had 11 carries, 51 yards, and Gubawale had the 8 carries uh, for 14. Burkhead, weirdly enough, was just used uh, in the passing game. I, I don't know. Uh, Damon Pierce is on injured reserve, so he's not playing the rest of the season. Do you want to have the worst running back on the worst team in the NFL? Questionable. <laughs> uh, but this was a, a situation we never anticipated. And, you know, for what it's worth, we are disciples of Mario Puig in the show. And Mario has always been a fan of Royce Freeman. Um, I, I like him as a prospect. Like he's a talent. Kind of in the same vein as Deonta Foreman. The situation is so bleak, though.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not super interested because you look at, I mean, the carries and the snaps could tell completely different stories. I mean, Dario Gumbawale led... The team with forty two point nine percent snap share um, and eight carries, zero targets, and then Royce Freeman thirty eight point one percent, eleven carries, one target. Then you get then you have Rex Burkhead, who was you know pretty much a dud from a fantasy standpoint, didn't get you anything, but he played twelve of the fourteen snaps on third down and zero other snaps, so no goal line carries. That was all Royce Freeman. If you have to take one, um, you're taking Royce Freeman just because of the carry volume, but. Even if you guaranteed me double-digit carries again for Royce Freeman, I can't guarantee you that means double-digit fantasy points. Mm-hmm. So, like like I said, it's pretty bleak for him. Um, he's an option. There's obviously a few guys that I like a whole lot more than Freeman this week, but, I mean, he does land in the top five running back pickups, I guess, right at the back end.
1: Yeah, I, I, at least worth monitoring, especially in deeper leagues, our, our dynasty league, for example. You know, you're starting so many different people, and there's so many people rostered that maybe it would make sense. I think for a lot of people, if you somehow dodge the Jonathan Taylor bullet, uh, Zach Moss and Deion Jackson will be the most interesting waiver wire pickups. And frankly, mm-hmm. it might be even more interesting because the people who had Jonathan Taylor are out and therefore will not care to make this go ahead pickup. So, exactly. Zach Moss got a ton of carries. Deon, uh, Deion Jackson had a lot of receptions earlier this season when Jonathan Taylor also missed time. This is a weird spot. What, what do you what do you mm-hmm. what do you see from this backfield overall?
2: Yeah, I mean, if you watch the Colts all your your gut would say Deion Jackson would be the was the handcuff to Jonathan Taylor, uh, but obviously they made that move to get Zach Moss, and it seems to clearly be Zach Moss. I mean, they had a 33 point lead to nurse in the second half. They ran the ball a ton. Moss had 24 carries for 81 yards, and compared to uh, 13 carries for 55 yards for Jackson. 67.1 um, percent of snaps to Moss, only 31.6 percent of snaps to Jackson. So I think with that in mind, Zach Moss is your number one overall pickup this week. I don't think it's there's much debate there, unless you got a guy that you're thinking about. Um, no. But. But uh, Zach Moss is my number one overall pickup. I think you can feel pretty comfortable about jumping in and flexing him. And obviously, Jonathan Taylor went on IR this morning. So you got a good rest of the season schedule here. I mean, you got the Chargers this week. They're pretty dismal against the run. You're at the Giants, who are 27 against the run. I mean, the Chargers are 30. The Giants are 27. And if you're playing in week 18, the Texans are dead last. Um, so it is as beautiful of a run, again, oh, that, that hurts my Jonathan Taylor shares so much. If I just could have survived... I would have been enjoying some very nice games, even even if they're meaningless games. I would have been enjoying some very nice games from him. But I think Zach Moss is is your guy to go ahead and uh, dump the rest of the fab on because uh, you got to win. I mean, this is it's winner you're done this week. So
1: I actually think um, if Zach Moss is one, Deion Jackson's two. Like I actually think both will get involved. Mm-hmm. And I do from, from a pass catching perspective, Deion Jackson will get enough where you can you can play him yeah. if you have to in deeper leagues. Like I like, actually
2: I, I put Deion Jackson at four because there are two four. guys that I like yeah. more.
1: So. Uh, let's talk about Tyler Algier because I'd mm-hmm. imagine uh, he's definitely he's one of those two. He is your, uh, I don't know, the bane of your existence right now because you were so adamant that Tyler Elgier was not going to be good yeah, early in the season. it's he's- such a
2: mystery to me. Right. I mean, you know, I always say that fantasy is half opportunity and half skill, and I, fr- from the, the snaps that I watched of him early in the year, I, I, I didn't see it. Um, but now he has obviously improved, of course, over the course of his rookie season, and the opportunity is suddenly... Prime, because uh, Caleb Huntley, he's out for the season, um, so he's no longer in the mix. It's an Algier-Patterson split on a team that is definitely going to be run heavy um, pretty much no matter what. And Algier is only 37% rostered. So he's plenty available, you know, especially if, you know, three quarters of your league isn't paying attention at this point. Cause they're out. So he's available. He's coming off a uh, 17 carries for 139 yards and a touchdown line. And the saints defense hasn't exactly been horrific against the run this year. They're middle of the pack. So it's not like we're talking about him doing that against the Texans. And he was on the right end of the backfield split with Cordero Patterson. So snapshare was uh 50% Patterson, 48.6% to Algier. Now, Tough matchup this week at Baltimore. You know, you're not going to see that. But uh, but then a pretty friendly one against uh, Arizona, who's ranked 23rd in the championship week here. So if you're bolstering your bench, maybe not starting him this week um, and considering him as a flex or an insurance option in championship week, I could very much see that. But, yeah. uh, I, I, you know, I put Algier, I think, Man, I think I'm going to rank him number two behind Moss and running backs. I think that's fair.
1: Um, I really have no qualms about any of these four. Uh, I think each one of them has fantasy relevance in this spot, and I understand the importance of the finals or semifinals for a lot of people out there right now. Yeah, I think in deeper leagues, all four of these guys, Royce Freeman's the one that I'm like, ooh, a little Bit tougher, uh, all four of these guys. The other one being Cleo Herbert, who mm-hmm. I think is expected to be activated offensive. Yeah, reserve, I think right? he's
2: practicing today, he's cleared to practice. He's expected almost certainly back this week. Tough matchup against Buffalo. That's the only thing you know. We know what's going on with uh, it's been a, the Montgomery show for so long. Um, you can probably safely move Montgomery to your bench, I would think, if Herbert's cutting in.
1: No, 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 no. Montgomery was like the top three fantasy scorer this past week. All right. No, I don't. I don't. I think. I mean, more- it's a
2: tough matchup against Buffalo, and he's getting Herbert back. So I'd be a lot more hesitant to be starting Montgomery than I would be in previous I, weeks. I
1: think it's more like Montgomery gets hurt, but I don't. I don't know if you have better abilities to, or better players to go ahead and play okay. over Montgomery. Yeah,
2: fair enough. It'll depend on your situation, but it wouldn't be outlandish to consider benching him this week, is what I'm saying. Yeah. And uh, you know, and Herbert, uh, hopefully with some with some rest, will be nice and explosive here. On um, the other one. So, you know, I said a few guys ahead, uh, you know, Chuba Hubbard's an interesting case Mm -hmm. too. You know, we talked about him last week, so we're not going to go too deep in here, but he's only 39% rostered. He was out there for 63% of the snaps compared to 30% for Foreman and um, two, two whole snaps uh, for Raheem Blackshear. uh, So, and he didn't get a carry or a target. Um, It's also not a great rest of season schedule for Carolina, but um, you know, I guess Chuba Hubbard is in that conversation with Royce Freeman, right? The leader of a backfield on a broken team and you know what are you going to do about it but um you know i i think you know if push came to shove i probably trust uh chuba over royce freeman this week but it, it gets to be close yeah i would probably
1: lean towards Chiba Hubbard from the receiving perspective, but I would mm-hmm. not want to be in that situation. Not exactly. enviable for, for anybody involved from a deeper uh, running backs. I mean, we had already mentioned risk yep. who I think qualifies, but Patrick Taylor, who we talked about as well too. Mm-hmm. If, and when AJ Dillon is unable to play in that matchup Christmas day against the dolphins, I like the Hassan ha- uh, Haskins mention that you also have on the top yeah. too.
2: Yeah. I mean, if you're, I mean, Henry had a good game last week, mm-hmm. so you could very well still be alive in your playoffs. Hassan Haskins is your new Henry handcuff. Um, because uh, Hilliard went on the IR, I believe, with his neck injury, and um, Haskins is more like Hilliard in his ability to catch catch passes, I guess. And obviously, it's going to be Henry dominant, but the only other Titans running back to get a carry, just one carry and two targets for Haskins, and um, he had 19.4% of the snaps, whereas Chestnut had just one whole snap. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was a name that was floated around here, and, you know, not super confidently, but... Um, but 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 there you have it. There another a deep guy it was that's pretty much zero percent rostered that you can think about.
1: Uh, you have a long list of cut names here, and I yes, I, I, because I, there's I no this. reason to be
2: holding on to a lot of these types of players here. I mean, obviously Damian Pierce on IR, cut him unless it's a keeper league. JT cut him unless it's a keeper league. Dontrell Hilliard, you can cut. Uh, yeah, I mean, stop me when you see a name that you shouldn't cut. But obviously Travis Homer and DJ Dallas, cut cut. Kenneth Walker's back. Rex Burkhead cut i mean he's just no usage there on a terrible team um a spicier one might be gus edwards i'm not doing that with jk dobbins taking over You're gus not- edwards did get seven carries but only saw 17.5 percent of the snaps um it was weird that dobbins didn't play in the fourth quarter justice hill did with them behind 38.1 percent for justice hill um I don't know. There might be some leagues where you consider that. So that's maybe where you stop me there. Um, and then Naheem Hines, you know, might as well have been a scratch. Three snaps, no carries. Uh, he did have the 10-yard touchdown, I guess. So, you know, there's something there. But he can go ahead and go back onto the wire. And then we get to the controversial ones. I mentioned benching guys. Obviously, you bench Kareem Hunt. You can't really start him in the playoffs. You bench, uh, maybe not benching David Montgomery. We can argue about that one. You bench Cordero Patterson, probably. You know, he's RB2 on a terrible team. Um, you bench Deontay Foreman. Uh, I'm
1: cutting Foreman, so yeah. I'm I'm actually accelerating. I'm, I'm pushing. So I, mm-hmm. I I have this decision to make. I would cut Foreman in in favor of any of the four guys: Zach Moss, Deion Jackson, Elgier, uh, and Khalil Herbert. I'm cutting mm-hmm. Foreman, and I would play all four of those. Over Foreman, certainly over the other guys like, you Absolutely. mentioned too. But that, yeah, I'm, I'm right. at that point with him. So me. I think
2: we established our line then. Yes, I, mm-hmm. I, I agree. What did we call it a couple of years ago? Was it the Cole Beasley line or something? I don't know. Uh, it was like a, your waiver wire line of receivers. or so, Yeah, I don't know. Somebody Maybe another show did that. I, I just remember there being a line. So we'll call it the Deontay Foreman line this year. For sure. Um <laughs> Just because it fits into what you're discussing,
1: somebody asked full point PPR this week. Do you play Travis Etienne or David Montgomery? I think you are clearly leaning Travis Etienne in that case, right?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I guess I look at the matchups, but I, but Etienne, I think is, yeah, I is guess, off uh, the top of my head is who I'd go with. Jaguars have the Jets uh,
1: on Thursday night, and I guess with your concerns with Montgomery splitting time
2: with Khalil Herbert, who's expected Ooh. to be activated off of injury reserve ooh, that is such a difficult decision.
1: I actually disagree. No, I'm, I'm fully going Travis Etienne. Um, no questions whatsoever. Etienne's getting the work, though. The Jaguars are really hot right now. To, oh, yeah, I, actually, you're right.
2: He's I, coming off a 100-yard game.
1: Yeah, no, the, the yeah. important part for me is if Quinnon Williams, the stud defense tackle for the Jets, is out a consecutive week. He didn't play. He was close to mm-hmm. playing. This pass against the Lions was not. If Quinnon Williams yeah. is in – it makes things more difficult. It's still ETN. And I just 100%. I expect
2: Khalil Herbert to get a whole lot more work than Jermichael Hasty. So, yes. you know, that that that's the that's the nail right yeah, there.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's a, a no-brainer for me. All right, let's move over to the wide receivers. We talked about Donovan Peoples Jones, Mr. Touchdown scorer himself yes. on that Saturday night game. Chris Moore, who despite uh both Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins being out, did not uh, repeat his Ten catch, one hundred and twelve yard day, whatever it was from the week before. Mm-hmm. Romeo Dobbs, we've mentioned Elijah Moore, and that's so much. Nelson Aguilar, uh, rest of some other guys, not not yeah. too interesting. Obviously,
2: there. Aguilar did not work out. Yeah. Uh, you know, given Jacoby Myers was back. Well, and, I was and just going to
1: say, uh, all of the Patriots' offense really didn't work out like that. It was Reminders Stevenson. Uh, overall, which has been what you'd anticipate when uh, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge are your offensive coordinators. Traylon Burks at 49% just sneaks in <laughs> under our <laughs> threshold. Uh, I know you're excited to talk about your boy from a dynasty perspective, so let's go with Traylon Burks here.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, there's not much to say that hasn't already been said about him. I like him. He passes the eye test, he's the best, most skilled wide receiver on that team. I'll say he's better than Robert Woods and Westbrook Akeen without really batting an eye there. And, um, yeah, uh, the only downside is uh all, all the the Chi Oconquo shares, you know, might see a little less volume with uh you know another viable pass catcher to throw to. And of course there's another flag with uh, Malik Willis at quarterback. We don't know. Uh, I believe Burks was hurt the last time Willis played. I'm not one hundred percent on that. But um it's also a pretty tough upcoming schedule. Uh Houston, Dallas, well, Houston this week is tough apparently against uh wide receivers, but then Dallas and Jacksonville are not. So uh a good fantasy championship. So Again, if you're making the bench your bench the best it could be, I think you go ahead and pick up Burks, see what he does mm-hmm. this week, and suddenly he could get in the flex conversation uh in week seventeen.
1: So along the same lines, there's a rookie receiver who I think also is uh, a guy that you need to pick up if only to block people. And I I'm in, in a dynasty league where i have a absolutely dominant team and absolutely stacked bench and i'm still making space for that player it's Jahan dotson who continues to be a touchdown machine when he's been healthy for Mm -hmm. the commanders i thought of the rookie receivers this year dotson was lower on my list by a a pretty dramatic margin and Mm -hmm. while he's been inconsistent and hasn't been involved all that often taylor heineke and mclaurin and you know commander's offense runs through brian robinson for whatever the reason Jahan Dotson just continues to score touchdowns. 106 yards had that 19-yard touchdown, uh, another 60-yard bomb early, which really mm-hmm. kind of flipped the script of that uh, yes. Giants' command. He's a playmaker. Game. Yeah, that's I,
2: what I wrote down. I'm like, he's a playmaker. He had the touchdown, like I said, the 61-yard catch. He had as many targets as Terry McLaurin, so that's not uh, something to, uh, to to just overlook. So definitely want to, uh, you know, note that. Pretty decent upcoming schedule, San Francisco, Cleveland, Dallas, you know, all, I guess, middle to bottom half against wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, Jahan Dotson is definitely in your, uh, among the top wide receiver pickups this week for sure. It's weird because we do this for
1: tight ends all the time. We're just hoping they score a touchdown. The, the Jawan Johnson game, two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. no, and, and oh, yeah. Through. I think that's kind of what you're hoping for for Jahan Dotson. You, you don't want to start him because you're hoping for a touchdown. But if you take that away from somebody else, that's a that's a roll of the dice that is gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think Jahan Dotson has as much opportunity to outscore Chris Moore, for example, who's been benefiting from mm-hmm. Nico Collins and Brandon Cooks being out. And, you know, he's still looking fine. He got the Titans this week. Uh, great matchups in with the Jaguars as well. It's just yeah. what happens if Nico Collins and Brandon mm-hmm. Cooks
2: do return. Someone actually dropped Brandon Cooks in our stake league, mm. and I picked him up for $3 in fab I think it cost me because uh, I figured why the heck not, you know, just in case. He ends up being something. So, uh, you know, I guess that's the other side of that. But, yeah, Chris Moore, 19%, still absolutely on the radar. And then the other guy that I definitely wanted to highlight was Elijah Moore, 36%. He's seen his role grow. Obviously, you don't love Zach Wilson at the helm, but it was okay with Zach Wilson at the helm. I mean, so the last two weeks, Elijah Moore, 82.2% and 73.8% of snaps, second to only Garrett Wilson. Of course, uh, Corey Davis being banged up has had something to do with it. And last week, uh, Moore finished with uh, four catches on seven targets for 51 yards. Um, in a way, I almost compare him to being this year's Brandon Ayuk, right? Hmm. Where Brandon Ayuk, you drafted him, Fourth or fifth round with pretty high expectations last year. He was in the doghouse early. He wasn't getting used. And then he kind of came on a little bit towards the end of the season and now look at him this year. I think we could see a similar trajectory with L- elijah moore uh it could be you know a, a redemption for a lot of people unfortunately like brandon Ayuk, you know you gotta, you gotta have a short memory in uh, fantasy sometimes it's gotta be like a goldfish like ted lasso says um because i you know if you don't uh you know my brother it, it was the same way never again am i touching brandon Ayuk. Uh, he was so mad and a lot of people are going to have that same uh taste with uh, elijah moore i mean i cut elijah moore six weeks ago in a 14-team league <laughs> um because it was that bad you know and it sucks to depart with your fifth round pick like that or or but uh you know i think we're going to see a late season fantasy redemption from him got a great shot against the Jags this week who are 25th against opposing wide receivers ends a little tougher with the seahawks and the dolphins here but uh don't discount elijah Moore. there's a lot of availability out there too
1: let's talk rashid shaheed uh real quick to the dynamic playmaker for the saints who i thought was just kind of a returner but uh, what four consecutive weeks of 40 yard receptions or more? This one obviously came from Taysom Hill. I was a uh, I was in a very uh, uh, inconsequential bet with a friend that Andy Dalton was going to outscore Zach Wilson in fantasy points, and I was uh, celebrating when I saw that Rashid Shaheed had scored a touchdown. I was tasting through it instead. So I ended up losing that bet from that purpose. So, okay. Whatever else. Yes. I want to tie it in because you had mentioned Jarvis Landry or you had written down, I could say Jarvis Landry in the cut list. Mm-hmm. I think if you're the saints who are out of, I guess they're not out of playoff contention. I should be clear. They should be. They're Somebody's got to win that division. Right? Uh, yeah. It's the Buccaneers. And then they lose right away because everyone mm-hmm. sucks in that division.
2: Yeah. That Buccaneers uh, under bet. It's looking pretty nice. Oh yeah. I think you're,
1: <laughs> you're walking away actually with yep. the over-unders uh, from this year after we both did pretty well last year um i think rashid shahid is actually one of those players you want to have in your lineup with your saints and yep. he continues to make plays when he's out there at some point we have to recognize him as a guy that in really deep 14 mm-hmm. team leagues probably is a start
2: yeah you know glass have full with my uh my my broken and, and beaten down dynasty team but I got Rashid Shahid off the waiver wire that, for yes. nothing yep. two weeks ago mm-hmm. and uh he's definitely going to be in one of my what 10 15 keepers that we carry over yes. there so yes. he's definitely he gonna be. yeah and be, just because of the big playability now this is as much as much of a conversation as it is about Shahid's big playability about we probably are cutting Jarvis Landry right now um I'm benching Chris Olave I, I can't stand it anymore. With, Dalton, with Dalton at the helm, he has just not been it. You know, he's it, Jameis would force feed him the ball. J, when Jameis was quarterback, it was great for Olave. Mm-hmm. Dalton, not so much. He spreads it around a little bit more. Um, and obviously, they get Taysom Hill mixed in there. But uh, I'm benching Olave for, uh, for J.K. Dobbins, for Deontay Johnson, you know, for those oh, types of yeah, decisions. Those guys are yeah. pretty clearly. I, I mean, that wasn't the case a week ago when we had this conversation, though. So, yeah, um, okay. But yeah, but but in any case, yeah. So this is a Rashid Shaheed conversation. I guess he's only one percent rostered, so he's out there. You know, he's your kind of your prototypical best ball type because you know he could easily get shut down. He's had some duds this year, so you have to be prepared for that. I um, mean, uh, oh, I also put a note in here. Olave hasn't seen double digit targets since week seven. Um, but uh, but anyway, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not saying ball, right? pick up Shahid and start him over Olave or anything like that. Oh, yeah, but yeah. Shahid is, uh, if you need a real bad dice throw and uh, someone that could, you know, bust off an ADR touchdown certainly has the skill to do so. Um, maybe Dalton doesn't have the arm, but Taysom does. Somebody does. <laughs> you, you know, he, he's a guy on there. He makes the list.
1: I, I just think playmakers is what the Saints offense needs, among other things. Uh, and Taysom Hill is not not that. Uh, but Rashid Shahid might be an interesting name as they kind of continue maneuvering through the NFC South division. You'd also mention Alec Pierce in your cut list. Sammy Watkins was on the Packers cut list. So certainly should be for fantasy managers mm-hmm. on there too. Um, I don't know I had actually in a uh, auto new, which would used to be a partner sponsor for us. I love that format, by the way, I had cut Deontay Johnson actually, one uh, of the, Last week of Kenny Pickett happened and then obviously gets injured. Uh, he is – Kenny Pickett is supposed to return. I'm not sure if you saw that. That was like a breaking news thing earlier in the show, and I was like, eh, I'm not even sure this matters. Uh, Kenny Pickett is supposed to return from his concussion and start over Trubisky. But maybe that hurts Deontay Johnson. I'm not cutting Deontay Johnson at this point. Oh, yeah. He's been, no,
2: absolutely not. Uh, pretty
1: clear. That was more of a salary ramification mm-hmm. thing. And uh, Go ahead. Yeah.
2: Oh, I was going to say another name that Kevin Payne brought up in his weekly waiver wire column, this, which uh, 20 minutes ago came out on the website. He brought up Noah Brown, who scored twice, and he's only 2% rostered. So, you know, put yourself in the difficult scenario of picking between Noah Brown and Rashid Shahid. <laughs> are either those guys, I mean, are, like, which one do you rank higher? I think
1: Noah I, Brown because he plays a little bit more, but yep. uh, there is the upside potential for, for Rashid Shahid. This actually brings up another point. Anybody who picked up T.Y. Hilton, don't play fantasy football next year. <laughs> it's pointless because you don't get it. Like T.Y. Hilton was never, ever, ever going to be a factor. The fact that the Cowboys picked him up is as stupid as it gets. You shouldn't be making the same mistake yeah. as Jerry Jones. Right? I will so, like, I will extend that. that.
2: I will extend that to the same people who have been holding on to Odell Beckham all year. Yes, what are you yeah, doing? Yeah, 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 what are you yeah, doing? Yeah, yeah. If, I mean, then I, if your last straw should have been the Cowboys worked him out and didn't sign him.
1: <laughs> right. And he had that weird thing as well, too, at the, the airport. But, I, I'm like, I... I Had multiple questions last week, and I do a lot of different hits across the world, across Mm the states, right? And and I hear a lot of different things. I shouldn't be surprised, but when multiple people are asking if T.Y. Hilton should be in your fantasy lineup, I'm just going to help you out. Like, let's just not do fantasy football because this is not (laughs) a spot for you to be making that conversation. Don't roster T.Y. Hilton at all, Mm -hmm. ever, uh, but certainly don't be considering starting him at this point. I I
2: will admit that, uh, you know, I'm not pure. In this situation, I have I've held on and picked up Josh Gordon more times after yeah, his prime I than I should have ever done because uh it's because I rostered him during that you know phenomenal run but oh, it's all in the same it, so memory. I yeah it's happy memories so it's all in the same vein so I, I you know I what is it he who casts in can't throw stones or something like that so I can't rip too much but it's all in the same vein here you know you gotta eventually quit these uh these washed up type of guys if that quote isn't
1: already attributed to somebody we can officially tag that to Jake Tulsky because that was right, a good one I, there. Probably
2: Jesus Christ.
1: No. All right, let's move on. To somewhere the, in the, somewhere in that book. In, in that big Bible, uh, yes, other. yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's move on to the tight ends. Before we do so, word from our sponsors, Monkey Knife Fight. Football is almost done on Monkey Knife Fight. With all the NFL action you're looking for, obviously, and if college football is more of a speed, they got plenty of bowl games as well uh, on the table on Monkey Knife Fight. There's no sharks, no salary caps, and no math. Thank goodness, it's just easy to play, easy to win. Daily fantasy player props. props. Join now, MonkeyKnifeFight.com, and get your first game free. Then use promo code RWNFL to get your first deposit matched. Instantly up to $100. What are you waiting for? Join Monkey Knife Fight today. Uh, all right. So we had talked about uh, the tight end, the Titans tight end, Chig. I'm just going to keep saying it that way. I going mm-hmm. have to always like preface because – Names could get concerning. And then we had also mentioned Hayden Hurst is a really interesting pickup. If T Higgins and Tyler yeah, didn't play, that was well one they, of those where we needed every play domino they, to fall, right? <laughs> and Hurst did not play. So <laughs> it really didn't work out yeah. in our favor. In so that that's right.
2: the, that's the tight end landscape this year. It that, really know, that's has everything.
1: Uh, I had, I had just retweeted this um, field Yates. Somebody had, somebody had asked, what have you put at least 10,000 hours of your life into? And field <laughs> Yates had said, trying to find a tight end, not named Travis Kelsey, that I can actually start in fantasy exactly. football every week. Yes. I feel the exact same <laughs> way. So here we go. Taysom Hill. Once again, back on that board. If you roll the dice on Taysom Hill or Jawan Johnson, thank you, Saints, defense. Yeah. you got a good opportunity to win your fantasy matchup
2: that mm-hmm. week I mean that's what it feels like at tight end this year right you're spinning a wheel and it's like 10 squares are are red and one is and one is black and you got to get the winner or something like that the guy that's going to find the end zone and and that's honestly what it feels like because you could say the both both with Taysom Hill and Jawan Johnson you know he'll he'll have a big week where you know of course Taysom Hill tight end eligible that's funny he didn't get a single target I don't think but you know he threw that long passing touchdown mm-hmm. right so that gets you you know eight fantasy points and that is you know plenty for your tight end if it's uh, not Travis Kelsey um so there's that and then of course you got Jawan Johnson who's just incredibly touchdown dependent which isn't necessarily a bad thing you know it could be a Tunyon type year for him if he keeps scoring at this type of pace and uh so you're looking at guys like that obviously we have to go back to Chigi Yokonko he's still 29 percent rostered who the the in, there's good and bad with Chiggy because the nice thing is he played a season high fifty seven point nine percent of snaps. He played more snaps than Austin Hooper, so that's uh that's significant. Then on the downside, Traylon Burks is back and he should command six to eight targets. I think he deserves that. And Malik
1: Willis possibly starting. Um, and,
2: but then again, Malik Willis is your starting quarterback. So I'm really falling off on Cheeky a little bit. You can look at Robert Tanyan, Tyler Conklin, Noah Fant. The other thing in, in Dynasty that I lost on, I think I've made the wrong decision on Hunter Henry and Noah Fant for six consecutive weeks now. Whichever one I bench is getting a touchdown and 15 points. Whichever one I start is getting less than five. And again, I started Hen- Henry benched Fant this week is just because what happens is i get a sour taste in my mouth from the other guy i flip it and then of course he goes ahead if i had just made the same thing i'd be in a much better spot but anyway they're all in this uh situation here and also just in case people were sleeping in your league darren waller yeah. is 79 so there's a f- fifth yeah. of Yahoo leagues he's out there so it's, it's worth a look because there are a lot of people that are tuned yes. out now that we're yes. down to four teams i'm sure plenty of people picked him up last week last week was probably the chance but uh Obviously, if he's out there,
1: in, a, in even, our, even if
2: you have Kelsey, dump all your fab on him. Screw oh, the yeah. other guy trying to do a tight end.
1: Absolutely. In the the Vegas Superflex League, which is a tight end premium league, Darren Waller was somehow available. I mean, we have IR spots. I have no idea how that happened. That ended up being a big difference maker for one of Jeff Pete. lists. I'm not positive. I got screwed out of the six-play spot. Uh it was – I'm, I'm saying it's – I got Mercy killed, so I don't have to worry about Lamar Jackson, who was my number five overall pick there. <laughs> and much like our Dynasty League, uh, Harry also Mercy killed me in the round one of the playoffs too without Lamar Jackson. Yes. Uh, so that was good. Jake, we actually have a lot of uh, lineup questions. Do you want to just run through the defenses real quick while I get those queued up?
2: Yeah, you know, I listed a whole bunch of them, but um, yeah, Titans are the number one option, right? 48% rostered. They're home against Houston. Uh, they're Jerry's number one option in, in his. I think you have to go to them first, right? And then – It starts to get really, really dicey. I mean, you could take the Jags against Zach Wilson. They're only 7%. They're the most readily available. Jerry's number two, not to give away the ship, was the Browns' home against New Orleans. Sure. Interesting. I'm a little bit, it's a road matchup, but the Bengals at Tampa Bay, their defense, this is a matchup of the Bengals defense looking pretty good lately and the Bucks' offense looking pretty horrible lately. So, uh, you know, you think about that a little bit, but, um, and you know, you could always, if you want to fade Brock Purdy, I guess you could look at the commanders, but they're on the road. I don't like that either. So I'm looking at the Titans. Um, I'm looking at the Bengals, I'm looking at the Jags, and I might look at the Browns, uh, the, but there are a lot of these that I just don't love.
1: See, the Steelers versus Raiders. I actually don't mind the Raiders versus Steelers as well, too, now that we know that Kenny Pickett is mm-hmm. likely going to be the starter. Uh, and if you said third-string quarterback for the Broncos, let's say Russell Wilson was not there. I know Brett Rippian uh, had his injury, was too. Maybe the maybe the Rams, mm-hmm. but I don't know if they have it. It was just a concussion back,
2: you know? for us, right? Uh,
1: yeah. Did I get that right? Man, I'm pretty I'm, sure. I'm, I, 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 thought, it like I a,
2: thought it was like his first career, career. It could be either way. And plus he's got that concussion water, right? That uh, cures concussions. Oh yeah. So uh, yeah, it's a concussion. Um, Okay. Anyway, yeah. He'll drink his magic water. He'll be back this week.
1: (laughs) He should be fine. All right. So Jake got a couple of questions, both roster wise and waiver wire. So this person I I confirmed is in a 10 team league. Uh, They want you to rank these priority waiver wire guys. So Darren Waller, Dallas Goddard, Marquise Brown, Michael Pittman, Deontay Johnson.
2: Waller Pittman.
1: Deontay Johnson. Goddard
2: Deontay Hollywood.
1: Okay. And they'd be cutting one of their defenses. They have two defenses. I I was shocked. I like I think Zay Jones is in this too as well as three touchdowns. I'm not like mm-hmm. when you have names yeah. like this, like I it might depend right? on team
2: names. i if you obviously you if you have Kelsey, I would I would still call Pittman the number one pickup, but if uh you have anybody else than Waller's number one,
1: uh, and he was saying stash Waller or Goddard. I would, I would assume you're using that language with the assumption that you're you're blocking your opponent. That still yeah. might be more valuable as opposed to. Did I miss defense. Goddard?
2: Is he coming off IR this yes, week? Yes, he
1: got actually activated today. I think. Oh, he got activated today,
2: <laughs> so I totally today. missed that. Mm-hmm. So I made that note about uh, Darren Waller uh, being 79% rostered. Dallas Goddard is way more rostered. He's 89% rostered. So good luck. That's not happening. But uh, Waller might have a little availability out there.
1: Yeah, with Deontay Johnson, I'm sorry, with Kenny Pickett back, Deontay Johnson falls a little bit lower. Like I would consider Michael Pittman and then Waller, like one of the two, mm. uh, and then definitely, definitely. I'm still going to so, start
2: Deontay over Olave this week.
1: That's fine. I I, I don't argue that with what Olave has done over the past three weeks. Yeah, no, I,
2: unless they suddenly decide James is starting, yeah, then Olave's is like top twenty-five.
1: One of your favorite ones. Uh, defense question here. So, did they uh, Rams, Bengals, Chargers, or Cardinals? We don't have Jeff's weekly rankings out, which is always my help. Rams, thing.
2: Bengals, Chargers, or Cardinals. So the
1: Chargers are the only one I'm, I'm blanking on who they play. They're Colts
2: on Monday night. Oh, man. Cardinals isn't it, isn't are, the are home against the Bucks. Did I? I think I, I might have wrote down week. last week's matchups for some of these defenses. Whoops. <laughs> Cause, uh, cause, well, the
1: most important thing is the Titans do play the Texans. So that, that mm-hmm. is <laughs> clearly. Yeah, that,
2: that's the one. But, yeah, for some reason I had the Bengals at Tampa Bay. That's not right. I apologize for that. Uh, Tampa Bay is at the Cardinals. And um, I am not actually interested in the Cardinals at all. So um, I go Chargers if they're going against the
1: Colts. And worth pointing out, Derwin James uh, could be making his return as well. I think he missed last week or not last two weeks. So uh, I like I like the the Chargers in that yeah, matchup. Yeah, uh,
2: yeah. Roll with the Chargers, and if you're ahead by a couple points, and you can always just scratch them from your lineup right? because it's Monday night. It's the last game.
1: Yeah, good point. Okay, next one. Uh, pick two of these four. Uh, start two or start. So I guess you could pick three technically. So Eckler, Kamara, Stevenson, or McKinnon. You have to at least have two. You could have up to three.
2: Um, this is going to sound weird, but I think Kamara sits.
1: I think that might be the case as well, too. McKinnon's been pretty involved. Now, that, that was kind of a slam dunk matchup. Uh, McKinnon
2: is a league He's winner. Cool.
1: Uh, he is like the yeah, number one RB
2: in back-to-back weeks. I don't think you can bench McKinnon.
1: Yeah, especially in a PPR league, which is what this was, I, I would take McKinnon over Camara. It's, Kamara it's an, I
2: mean, Camara just
1: against the Seahawks that there should be offense involved. Uh, yeah. Yes, I think Camara
2: in standard. Okay, I know PPR is a lot of his appeal, but in standard formats, Week Fifteen was his first double digit P, standard point since Week Eight. He's yeah. in single digits all those weeks, so uh, it's a good matchup against the Browns on paper here. But I don't think you can bench Jerick McKinnon.
1: All right, so this is actually kind of a hard one. Do you flex Dion De- Jackson or Mike Evans? Half point PPR
2: half point PPR. Um, I'm going to go Mike Evans there. I know, I know it's been brutal, but I think you have to, I think
1: you go with Mike Evans too. I just don't see Deion Jackson in a half point PPR setting Mm -hmm. doing as well. Uh, yeah. I
2: mean, the thing is with Mike Evans, the opportunity last week, 10 targets, nine targets, four and then nine. So in three of the last four weeks, he's had nine or more targets. That's, uh, I would I would be very surprised if uh, Deion Jackson had nine carries. So
1: yeah, 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 yeah. I, put I, it
2: that way. That's how I'm making that. decision. Even with
1: the Chargers' run defense being what it is, I I tend to agree with you as well. Uh, along the same lines, uh, Jay Wright, who's been with us all season long, hopefully he's he's in a spot here with the championship game that we can help him out. Uh, he's putting in a bid for Zach Moss. If he gets Zach Moss, which of these two does he start in a full point PPR setting? So Miles Sanders, I would imagine, is is one definitely starting Miles Sanders. Then there's Chuba Hubbard, Fournette. Algier and uh Zach Moss for that other spot.
2: I moss over Elgier. it's Moss and then Algier. I don't love Fournette.
1: Yeah, and, and he's been doing okay, like the eight to ten point range in PPR. I know Rashad White still being a factor, but I've mm-hmm. been having to play Fournette and be like, oh good, he got 10 points. Happy about that. I yeah. you know, mean,
2: like I'm gonna peek at the snapshot quick in Tampa Bay and see what it was last week. Okay, uh, it was Fournette 56.5, 42% for Rashad White. I I don't know. I I, I don't love it. I mean, I guess I could see. Um, you know the Cardinals playing really bad with McSorley as their quarterback, and then Tampa Bay being in a position to run off the clock at the end, which would lean more towards Fournette. Mm-hmm. Um, God, that's what I might change my mind on a bunch of times. Sanders is I your was lock. The same thing. So yeah. Sanders
1: for sure. I actually don't mind Algier, To be honest, I mean the it he's been productive. I know he's been splitting time with Patterson, but he's been productive when he's getting Mm -hmm. the carries. That is interesting to me uh, in that instance. Jay, you might have to uh, Mm – They're all splits. So I was going to say, Jay, you might have to message Jake Rye on Twitter as we get closer to like Saturday or Sunday because I I could waffle on that three or four times as we're doing the show at the moment. Uh, Let's see. We have just two more – or I guess three more. So Waller or Ingram, uh, Evan Ingram in half-point PPR. Obviously, again, Evan Ingram Thursday against the Jets. Uh, Darren Waller, man, I'm, I'm blanking right now as to who the Raiders are playing, but uh, um, uh the
2: Steelers, right? D- yes, yes, you're right. Did I get yeah. that matchup right? Did I write that down? Yes, right? because yeah. we were we were talking about the Yeah, Raiders are at the Steelers. Yep. Ooh. Um ah, that's tough. I think I gotta go Waller. I think
1: I am as well, too, even though Evan Ingram for now back-to-back weeks has been, I think, a top six fantasy tight end. Obviously, he had the major Mm -hmm. week two weeks ago. I Uh, I,
2: See, I have a – in Stake League every week, I have a Hawkinson-Ingram situation. I just uh, picked Ingram up a while back, and it's Hawkinson every time, but that's been the wrong decision, I think, for three weeks in a row now. (laughs) Okay.
1: Well, you are still doing better than, like, 90% of people at tight end, so this is a beggars, uh, don't-need-to-be-choosers kind of deal. Exactly. All right, so uh, two more questions here. Defensively, do you go with the Chiefs? Or do you play the Jaguars against Zach Wilson, uh, Browns uh, in their matchup but the Bengals against the Buccaneers? No, not against the, the Buc- Bengals against whatever they're playing against.
2: I think I played the oof, Jags over the Chiefs or Bengals over – oh, Bengals are at New England. I don't want to touch that. Okay. Sorry for recommending the Bengals. Erase that. That was uh, – I wrote down the wrong matchup. Uh, you can't bet 1,000 all year, I guess. <laughs> um, honestly, uh, so it's the Chiefs at home, which I like. Against the against Seahawks. The, Seahawks. Uh, the over-under on that game is 48-and-a-half. Yeah. Now, a lot of that's because of the Chiefs. Over-under on the Jets game is 38. Give me the Jigs. Count on Zach Wilson to make a mistake. It's like Jay Cutler. Jay's going to give us the ball. Zach's going to give us the ball. Um, the over-under on Brown Saints is 31, though. I mean, like that. <laughs> oh, was Browns part of that? Yeah. Uh, oh, and Browns are the home team?
1: 31. That's the lowest over-under I've seen at all. I mean, oh, that's insane. Jeez, that is. Really? Yes. L- l- over-under, 31 points for Brown Saints. I wow. think it's Browns. I think I that think Browns are
2: the play. Yeah, just because – okay, so again, when you have these toss-ups, I always fall back on home team, lowest total, right? So I guess I got to stick to that mantra here and go with the Browns. You're right.
1: Last Talk question, uh, perfect one to end what is going to be a pivotal week for a lot of people, replacing uh, Jalen Hurts more than likely this week. Trevor Lawrence, Brock Purdy, Minchu, or Derek Carr? It's Trevor Lawrence, right? I He's on it, fire. So I understand it. I get Trevor it. Lawrence Jets, Jets is going to be ranked
2: good. in the top ten next year. And I was kind of laying out the quarterbacks if everyone's healthy. And you could make a case for him at like five or six, you know, that high. Um, uh, and
1: if the rushing kind of gets to be a little bit more involved, because we know Trevor Lawrence can mm-hmm. do that. Maybe if they get the, expand the offense yeah. thing a little bit further. I agree with you. Trevor mm-hmm. Lawrence has been dynamic. Yeah. This is the toughest matchup in mm-hmm. this stretch. But Trevor Lawrence, is, yeah. you, you have yeah. to play him. I mean, you
2: look at Allen Hurts, Mahomes. Group. Then you get uh, it's Herbert maybe burrow burrow, burrow, well burrow herbert burrow, and, sure. then, and then then there's fields. You, oh, fields will be up there fields and then Lawrence. so yeah qb7 next year yeah i don't yeah, even think no, that's absolutely yeah i don't even think that's uh that's too much of a stretch i mean that is uh an instant that was the easiest question we had, so thank you so much. <laughs> Let's go, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, even even w- with the Jets situation, I'm going to ride the hot, hot hand.
1: I agree with you. All right, Unless so- it's
2: suddenly uh, snowstorm or something over yeah, there, right. which Weather is possible,
1: certainly, certainly uh, can change as we kind of get it's into looking at 34
2: and partly cloudy according to AccuWeather. So. I know the we'll East Coast okay. is getting hit by the cold
1: stuff right now.
2: We'll We're about to season. be negative one here in Christmas time. You know, P- oh, I if- I, I, th- I thought that was hilarious on the Monday night game. They're like fourteen degrees. It's so cold out. I mean, hey, stick around a couple days here and see what negative one. I don't feels know if like. you
1: listened <laughs> to the weather report, but we are going to have a blizzard uh, with a foot of snow and thirty mile per hour winds on Thursday and Friday. So. Yeah. So the
2: travel home for the holidays is one gonna of be those a, that is going to be gonna, glorious.
1: Yeah, you're driving ten miles hour on the highway. All right, that does it for us on the. Uh, Tuesday edition of the Bertoire NFL podcast brought to you by No House Advantage, guys. Best of luck! I'm, so we've had listeners the entire season long. Mm-hmm. A lot of you are really familiar names. Uh, I know Jake and I want to give you the best advice yeah. as possible, but right now, just hoping you guys get there. Let's get to the exactly. championship. Let's pass the. Let's get the win. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm I'm, for I'm, I'm so
2: happy and honored that we had all these questions. Yes. That means that people yeah. are sticking around. That means end. that hopefully people have <laughs> used our advice and uh, and, yeah. and been able to help improve their rosters and are still alive. And hopefully we can see y'all back next week.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, like you said, so best of luck to everyone out there. And hopefully, we see a lot of happy faces and the happy championships either this week or next week. So, thanks everyone for listening.